Welcome to Everyday Health Simplified. I'm Elisa Poole, ex-teacher turned health enthusiast. Each episode, you get bite-sized pieces of nutrition and mindset education so that you can be empowered to take the next step on your wellness journey. Are you ready to learn weight gain's three best-kept secrets that have absolutely nothing to do with food? Because I'm ready to share them. We are often told that the bottom line to weight loss is calories in, calories out. For example, if you eat 1,100 calories and burn 1,200 calories, then you should have a deficit of 100 calories. But as we heard in episode three, there are multiple problems with this and the math simply doesn't always add up. I'm guessing that you know at least one person in your life who exercises regularly and eats healthfully, and yet still doesn't hit their weight loss goals. They probably feel like they're upside, inside out, living la vida loca. What is going on? Why is this happening to them? Well, the answer is more complicated than simply adding and subtracting calories. I encourage all of us to start looking at health as more than someone's weight, because it is. If we think that weight or body mass index is the end-all, be-all of our health, we will look only at food as our solution. But if we look at health as overall wellness, well, then we can start looking at all sorts of reasons why someone might be unhealthy or not at their metabolically most efficient. There was a recent study that said 88% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy. 88%. That means that only 12% are metabolically healthy. Today, we're talking about three other factors that can actually influence your metabolic function and cause people to gain weight. And guess what? These three things have nothing to do with food. In fact, all three of these things are 100% calorie-free. And shout out to Sean Stevenson from the Model Health Show, who was one of my favorite podcasters and first helped me understand all of this. I highly recommend you tune into his show. All right, the three factors we're going to be discussing today have a significant influence on your weight and overall metabolic function. We're going to break them down and talk about what you can do to improve each one. What are they? They're stress, sleep, and sedentary behavior. Let's start with the first S, stress. Excessive stress not only impacts the way that your metabolism works, but also your body composition. How common is stress in our society these days? I'm gonna let you be the judge in your life, but the Journal of the American Medical Association recently shared that 80% of all physician visits are stress-related. Eight out of 10 visits are related to stress. So stress makes a difference in a lot of people's lives, clearly. And stress significantly alters your metabolism. Let's talk about how. Cortisol is your stress hormone. We actually need cortisol because it's required for our thyroid hormone function, and that helps regulate our metabolism. In fact, some stress and anxiety is helpful and healthy. It's what keeps you from driving recklessly, for example, down the highway, or what helps you plan ahead for a rainy day or for your trips. Excess cortisol and stress, however, is harmful. Stress produces a chemical response in the brain and the body that can affect biological functioning and your happiness levels. 
It's actually been shown that negative thoughts decrease activity in our prefrontal cortex, impact our temporal lobes, and our cerebellum. Those are all three important parts of our brain that help us with learning, thinking, and so forth. Here's another way that it's harmful. If cortisol rises at night, it can drive your cells to store more fat. It increases our blood sugar, which increases our insulin levels, which leads to more fat storage. It also breaks down our lean muscle tissue in a process called gluconeogenesis so that it can be used as fuel. But if you remember, that's not helpful because our muscle tissue is what gives us a higher resting metabolic rate. We want our lean muscle tissue. We don't want it broken down to be used as fuel. What happens biologically in our bodies when we experience stress is that the body thinks you're in danger, so it signals the body to store fat in case you need it in a time of famine, for instance. Other things that happen in your body when you experience stress is that blood flow goes less to your brain and your gut and more to your extremities since the body thinks you might be in fight or flight mode and you might need to run or fight. So the digestive process can also be impacted. And actually, studies have shown that high levels of cortisol are positively correlated to having not only a larger waist circumference, but also a higher body mass index. Back in the day, we did not have chronic stress like so many people experience today. Stressors in our distant past were things like predators or unfriendly neighbors. Today, our stress is almost constant. Stress can be emotional, relational, physical, mental, spiritual, physiological. We become stressed watching the news, which is actually designed to induce fear. We become stressed through sleep deprivation, through work, our relationships, exercise, yes, exercise if you don't allow your body to recover, and even food. Eating can cause stress for people, especially if a person is overweight and anxious about food, or if a person is eating a lot of ultra-processed food, which, according to another study, the average American is currently eating 60% of their diet as ultra-processed food products. The brain was never meant to endure a chronic level of stress. So one of the best things that you can do for your health is to actively reduce your stress levels. How do you do that? Well, here are a few ideas. First, get out in nature. Exposure to sunlight in the morning or even gray cloud cover if you're living in the Northwest, it helps lower your cortisol levels at night. So that's one thing, get out in nature. Second, limit your exposure to the news and how often or how long you consume it. Okay, be cognizant of that. Three, drink green tea. It has what's called L-theanine in it, and that crosses the blood-brain barrier and supports the production of GABA, a neurotransmitter that reduces anxiety, stress, and enhances your creativity. Number four is you can also eat veggies. They support three neurotransmitters that help boost your mood, GABA, dopamine, and serotonin. And then you can connect with people. Talking, socializing, interacting with other people helps release oxytocin. And when you can express your stress and verbalize it with others, that helps too. So that's just another great reason for you to schedule that weekly game night, tea time, or walk with your friends because you can kill two birds with one stone. So stress is the first secret of weight gain, okay? The second silent secret is sleep or a lack of it. 
We all know that sleep is critical for our health and overall well-being. But did you know that it serves as a sort of laundry cycle for the brain when it washes away waste from the day and refreshes us for the day ahead? It's a super important time of night and time of day for all of us to be utilizing for our metabolic health. So here are a few ways that sleep can impact your weight. One obvious way is simply because when you're awake longer, you increase your calorie consumption. You eat more because you're awake longer. (laughs) But there are other unseen ways that lack of sleep actually does impact your metabolism. Here's how it manifests. First of all, A lack of sleep reduces your overall energy expenditure. That means it lowers how many calories you burn each day. It seems contradictory, but we need sleep for our systems to work efficiently. Secondly, a lack of sleep can disrupt the organs that control your metabolism significantly, like the thyroid. A very interesting study showed that people who had less than six hours of sleep over a five-year period had a higher accumulation in visceral belly fat. Actually, they had twice as much belly fat than people who slept more than six hours. How many hours of sleep are you getting at night, huh? (laughs) Another study had people eat the same amount of calories while they were sleep deprived, which in this study was five and a half hours, and while sleeping adequately, so eight or more hours. So same people, same calories, at times they were sleep deprived, and in a different section, they were sleeping adequately. The results showed that when they slept more, they lost 55% more fat mass. And we're not talking about weight, we're actually talking about fat mass. They lost 55% more fat mass than they did when they were sleep deprived. This is the same person, you guys. These are the same people. It also showed that the weight that these people lost while they were sleep deprived, because they did lose some weight while they were sleep deprived, but it was shown that 60% of the weight that was lost was from their muscle tissues. And remember what happens when we lose muscle tissue? Our metabolic rate slows down. So here are four aha tips that you can do to get more sleep, sleep all night. Ready for them? Here we go. Number one, again, sunlight or gray skies in the morning. Get outside helps our circadian rhythm, and if you remember, that also helps lower cortisol at night. Two, avoid bright lights at least an hour before bed. And yes, that means turn off your screens, put your phone into airplane mode, put them in another room, use curtains, no TV, all that kind of stuff, okay, for an hour before bed. And then third, go to bed and get up at approximately the same time every day, even on weekends. And fourth, sleep in a cool, dark room. Okay, so those are some easy tips, simple tips, I should say, for getting more sleep. All right, and the third secret that impacts our weight gain that has nothing to do with food is sedentary behavior. It's kind of crazy. We're actually learning that being sedentary negatively alters how your metabolism works. Normally, your body uses both carbs and fat to create energy, and it can switch back and forth from one source to another if one becomes more available than the other one. And this happens when we're eating and when we're not, by the way. When you're sedentary, it impairs your body's ability to oxidize carbs and fat, whether you're eating or not. So basically, if you're sedentary, 
It affects your body's ability to switch back and forth between burning fat and carbs as they become available to you. The more sedentary you are, the less capable your body is at doing this. Crazy, right? The bottom line is that if you are not moving, you are altering your metabolism. So what can you do about it? Well, let's create more movement in our lives. Here are some ideas. If you're watching TV, maybe stretch while you're doing it or hop on a treadmill. When you're out and about, driving to do errands, park farther away from the front doors of wherever it is you're going and walk farther. Take the stairs instead of an elevator or an escalator whenever possible. Go on walks with your family or friends after a meal. And remember, this also helps reduce stress, so bonus. Or you can get a standing desk or stand while you're talking on the phone, which by the way, changes your energy too when you're active instead of sitting while you're talking. And then lastly, you can just do more of any movement that you love, whether that be gardening, Zumba, hiking, or even nighttime rendezvous with your partner. Just tell them, I want to rock with you all night because it helps my metabolism work right. So these three secrets of weight gain are super important areas for all of us to consider if we want to create a healthy metabolism and they have nothing to do with calories or food. Your body does everything it can to help you survive within your circumstances and with the tools that you give it. Your body really doesn't care if you lose weight, guys, but it does care if you stay alive. So to help our bodies thrive, we wanna look at, of course, the food we eat, but also we wanna look at how we can improve our overall metabolic health in non-food ways, like moving our bodies sleeping more soundly, and lowering our stress levels. So make it your intention to create progress in these areas. It's not about a perfection, but it is about practicing health every day. We can do this, right, everybody? All right, thank you so much for tuning in, and please share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it or maybe benefit from hearing. And as always, I truly appreciate you leaving a review and following our podcast. Until next week, everybody, let's focus on our sleep, on being active and lowering our stress levels, all right? Let's create some happiness every day. Bye-bye.